0: All right, guys, who's ready for a Dynasty episode? Me. Me. Are these mics working? Talk. I think so. I'm here. We're talk, testing? Talk. Yeah. I think are we rolling. testing okay. right yeah, now? Yeah, okay, I can see him. I can see So him. we're a Dynasty talking. I think so. Who wants to start? What are we talking about first?
1: Uh, I mean, it, it only makes sense to go ahead and get right into, you know, kind of a round-by-round. Round. You know, the rookie draft typically is not... You know, incredibly extensive. It's not going to be something you have to think too much about. Three you rounds. Guys, you do mm-hmm. have to look ahead a mm-hmm. little bit to your future. Mm-hmm.
0: Especially if you, I mean, there could end up being a year where you've traded back and back mm-hmm. and you have five or six picks. Now you got to look into it. The best thing about a rookie draft,
1: your third round could be in a Ross, St. Brown. You never know.
0: That was clever. That really was. <laughs> that was clever. All right. Good job. Let's see who our favorite player is in every round. Jake, I want to hear yours first. Okay. First round, who's your favorite pick?
2: Yep. So round one's gonna be Damian Pierce. Um, Could be seen as a stretch. I, and and like I said, I'm I'm attacking this from my draft position, so it's gonna be different for everybody. But I'm mm-hmm. looking, I'm tailing more for this late first round. Um, if if everyone's off the board that you don't love, and you see Damian Pierce right there, um, I'm not. I would not be afraid to, to snag him at all. I think he has no competition. I think he could start week one. What's the um, highest you would take him? Probably seven, because I think once Alave goes, and I think he'll go at like six or seven, that's when my board falls off a little bit. So mm-hmm. if if Alave's there at six, seven, eight, I'm taking Alave. If he's gone and everyone else above him that I think will be gone is gone, then I'm taking Damian Pierce.
1: In all honesty, too, if you're looking at Damian Pierce, you kind of have that toss up between, you know, you could go with a James Cook in that first round, too. Mm. You could. Yeah. I think either of them have great outlooks. I like Damian Pierce's situation a little bit better. He's going to come in there day one and he's going to get
0: a more work. He's he doesn't have, have, it right have off a Devin Singletary. Over that's there.
2: what fantasy is all about Is it's not how necessarily good they are, it's about how much work they're going to get. Yeah. And he's going to get a lot.
0: <laughs> Who's your first round pick, Sandy?
1: Mine. It's not really a tough one to examine. I think there's some setbacks to his health as of very recently that will lead some questions on how high he'll go. But I still like Ken Walker more than the others. I just think coming out of college, he was the best looking back on a national spotlight. And I think he's going to convert that pretty well. He's got a very good build for a running he back. He was
0: in an NFL system.
1: Yeah, and he's got a great body. Seattle has got a track record for utilizing their young talent, especially at that running back position. So I think he'll come in and he'll be a pretty big impact, you know, regardless of what this, you know, recent, not a sports hernia, but, you know, the hernia mm. injury itself, you know, he's going to take some time you to just come back. I hate hearing a guy
0: having <laughs> surgery and training camp. Mm. Uh, Joey man. B. Anyone? Zach, Zach Wilson? Wilson. But if yeah. we're talking dynasty, <laughs> then, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, He's a great pick. Long run, he's a guy
1: I want on my team.
2: Where do you think he goes?
1: I mean, I I think before the injury, he was no doubt top three. I still think he's the third. But he could slip in a lot of drafts probably around the fourth, fifth.
0: You have Hall going above him. Who else?
1: Hall I've had going above Ken Walker in just about everything just because that's what the consensus has yeah, gone he with. Will be, yeah. Personally, I've always liked Walker. And I if I was the number one pick, I could have temp, been tempted to take him. You know, with the injury now, I don't think I would have went with him. But I still like him a lot in that first round. You
0: like Drake London at number two.
1: I like Drake London at number two. I don't know if I would have done it, but I don't hate it. That's a good I'm, spot to I'm be. The in.
2: same way, like Sounds, that's where he's going to go as number two. But yeah. I personally would not do it. Sounds like you guys I might would trade take Walker too, right? Yeah, yeah, I might trade back or get Walker too.
0: Yeah, I like that trading back method. That's always a good way to try to pick up some more capital. I like a guy, and I have the third pick in Dynasty. I'm going to try to take Chris Olave there.
2: He's climbing up boards. He, was, he even, was like
0: seven or eight earlier. He was lower than that. I've seen him like all over the place because everyone's freaked out by Garrett Wilson being so talented. <laughs> and everybody knows that Ohio State is always going to have stud wide receivers. It shouldn't hurt Chris Olave that he's played with other good wide receivers. <laughs> I mean, what Justin Jefferson, I loved him so much coming out of college, and people knocked him for being a slot guy and having all these defaults. Dude, I think that Chris Olave is going to be just as, maybe not just as talented, but the same kind of trajectory. Where he's number two in college, mm-hmm. comes in, and both guys can still be good. That's the funny thing.
1: And I hate to hear this talk because where I'm at in, in our specific rookie draft, I've been eyeing Chris Olave for <laughs> basically since the mocks came out. <laughs> for the longest time, I'm thinking, oh, sixth pick, I'll yep. for sure get Chris Olave. You know, I'll have the
0: choice. I don't see him being the top. Here we are talking about Chris Alave. I had to be aggressive. I had to trade away Mike Evans, and I ended up getting two picks. I got Chris Alave and a future pick just because, or I haven't gotten them yet, (laughs) but I got the third pick knowing I'm going to take Alave, and it may be a reach.
2: But if you really want a guy, you got to go get him. What if, just hypothetically, what if Alave gets just poached from you, like random out of nowhere, number two? Do you take Drake London? And no, you happy with that?
0: Uh I have a three. I have quite an opinion on it. My number 2 wide receiver is uh Jamison Williams. I would take wow. Jamison Williams if Olave somehow wasn't there.
2: That's why. If you were to do that, though, you would talent. probably
0: trade down, I would think. I would. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I would I would try to trade down in the moment. I would be shooting out text messages. <laughs> I would if I wanted to get Jamison Williams, I would try to trade down the 6 or mm-hmm. 6 to 9 because I'm also, you know, I'm aware I'm playing in a bunch of in a leagues where guys don't like injured players. And I get it. No one wants to pick up a guy who currently is not playing. But when you're looking at potential, the actual smoothness of their game, both those guys, the reasons why I like them so much, those are the smoothest guys in the draft. Mm -hmm. Gary Wilson's not smooth at all. Drake London is a physical wide receiver.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I I like your strategy, though. Chris Olave, he's risen probably more so than any player, at least from a dynasty standpoint. You know, look at what the
0: Saints did to go he, get him.
1: It was just gonna be a formality middle middle mm-hmm. first round. There was just there was a cluster mm-hmm. at that wide receiver position going into this that yeah. there was no clear cut, all right, after Drake London, who's there? Chris Olave in such a short time has just risen up those boards and it's crazy, but it's it's not hard to see why. Oh, absolutely. And he and
2: does, he has the the highest floor. As we, I mean, we've mentioned it. He's got the highest floor of any wide receiver. He water has the receiver. highest immediate floor too. He's ready yeah, to go. I think he is.
0: They love him there in New Orleans. That's for sure. What about your second round pick, Sandy? I'm you, hit know, you I've
1: kind of went with the consistent thing here. You know, running backs are scarce in this draft, and but one of them that I don't think has gotten enough attention. And I've kind of went back and forth. There's a couple different running backs that I really have liked, and they've kind of climbed up higher. But the one guy that stayed consistent for me was Tyler Algier. I like the what what he's came into Atlanta, what his main focus is. They like him, they've raved about him in the camps. And when it's all said and done, they don't have a clear-cut running back in Atlanta. And they're a new offense, they're a young offense. I say he grows up with that offense. He becomes a very big force in the league. You know, it might not be first, second year, but that's like a home run guy. It's a high risk, high reward. But in Dynasty, if you take him in the second
0: round, I don't care what pick it is, you're going to be happy with it in the long run. I think he's a guy you could find value in the third round of a Dynasty draft too. Mm-hmm. And Maybe the second round is a little bit high for him, in my opinion, but I love the talent.
1: I think it's. A, I think not, he could have snuck into the first. Maybe but I don't love
0: the talent. I love the opportunity. That's what I'll say.
1: His opportunity yep. helps his case a little bit more. I agree with that. But if he was there for me, I don't have a second-round pick in this draft for me. But so he,
2: Could he start by the, is he a week one star? Because I mean,
0: I don't think he's week one. I think Cordell is not
2: going to run anymore. He's the second
0: half of the year guy. If okay. you want him to be on your dynasty team and you're expecting him to be in your lineup at some point this year, you better be looking at the well, week he eight. He starts and week one for Atlanta. Cordell right? Patterson. Cordell at be the running? same
1: time, yeah. I've heard a lot of him transitioning more into a true wide receiver. He wants to. He can't his body. can't take it. So you know. that's, that's just why I'm that saying that week alone. eight. He'll yeah. last half the season. I think yeah. it that's could true. be by week five. It could be, I think sure. week five, and that's a perfect time. That's allowed. It could Algier be by to, week two. That's,
0: a, that's enough time from the transition. Let's see how much work Tyler Algier gets in week one. If he gets over like 15 carries, then I'm all in. Sure. And I think that could even be, if he goes 15 for 30 in week one, I think you send somebody, your week, one of your weaker bench players in a dynasty league, and you can go ahead and try to get a future starting running back on your team. Because he might be disappointing at first because he's on Atlanta. He's one of those guys who, halfway through the year, he gets in the rookie in the rookie groove. On the right team, he could be a beast. And just happen happenstance, he falls into the end zone five or six times in the last eight games. You're going to be real happy. Yeah,
1: he's just a good pick overall. I think you know, no matter who gets him, whatever pick it is, I think in the long run they're going to like it.
2: Who's your second round pick, Jake? Yeah. So and like this one, he is rising up boards a lot. I still see him at. 8 to 10 right now so you know he might slide into that second round that's why i'm putting him here it's george pickens um i like his talent a lot obviously scenario is not not the best you don't know how that offense is going to be well it's probably going to be pretty bad um but i think i like that receiving core i like him already potentially passing chase claypool as the second already? Seems like it. Seems like I, it. I like, that's
1: see crazy. It. He's just an incredible specimen on the field. He's coming does. from a
0: Steelers fan, by the yeah. way. Yeah. He's super biased.
1: This year is gonna be kind of one to write off. I don't know. You know, we'll, the wins will be there, but they won't jump off the page. This is a great opportunity for George Pickens to really establish himself there. I say when it's all said and done, you're looking at your one and two options, you know, Deontay's that guy. He is going to be fighting Claypool for that second man in there. And I think when I it's think. all said
0: and done, he will be the, the better result. But they're both – it's going to be close. By the I end think. of the year, Pickens might be the number one receiver on the Steelers, and none of us, nobody listening, would be shocked. <laughs> and it,
1: I wouldn't be surprised, exactly. I would not be surprised. I can see it. He's got that mentality in him. He reminds me a lot of A.J. Green, you yeah. know, a big shock. Yeah, yeah you know. absolutely. And we're
2: talking about Dynasty here, like, If Pickett is that guy that they think he is going forward, then I can see them, as you just mentioned, A.J. Green, being... An Andy Dalton esque AJ Green, where they're entering the same yeah. year, yeah. one and two round, is that a couple of that guys the who know scenario?
0: And you know, I don't think Kenny Pickett's going to be anything special. But if you tell me he's going to be Andy Dalton to AJ Green, right? That's fine. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't complain about for that for just fantasy purposes. You're never going to be
1: upset with that. AJ Green was a force <laughs> in fantasy,
0: so he absolutely was. And you know, when it comes to George Pickens, by the end of the year, second half of the year, he could be. You could be looking at a guy who's you know getting some top twelve weeks. Hmm. You know, he just needs to get the volume. And at that yeah. size, I think he could definitely get the touchdowns.
1: Yeah, he's, he's going to be fun to watch.
0: Nick, who's yours,
2: second rounder? A guy who's a little bit more
0: boring. <laughs> it's Alec Pierce. I'm not excited about I love it. I Alec Pierce. The thing about Alec Pierce is, you know, the production that he had at Cincinnati, you look at his stats and you're like, what? This guy? He went in the second round? He went ahead of a guy like George Pickens? Mm. I mean, he was he was sought after by the Colts and mm. Matt Ryan. Their GM, everybody involved has said that he's one of the hardest working players. He's really – he's getting in the groove of the offense. He's running in with the ones. I mean, his competition is Paris Campbell. Somebody please right. give me the argument for right. Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell can't find the field. Nah. Exactly. Well, nah. that, was a, that was a good way to say that. When it comes to Alec Pierce, he's 6'3". He's a big yeah. body. He's going to have Pittman on the other side. He's going to have Mo Cox in the middle and Jonathan Taylor behind, up. running up the gut. So it's one of those offenses. I could see Alec Pierce going and being a wide receiver, too, right off the gate, just like Olave will be. Yeah, I I can very much see that as well. Very similar players in my eyes in terms of the rookie production.
1: He could be, you know, I don't want to say he'd be the sleeper there, but I could see him being near the end of the year. He'll be one of those special pickups. He may not burst on the scene with like a, a week after week streak, but I definitely see him popping in there for maybe, you know, one or two potentially top 15 receiving weeks. You know, I could see it with that offense, what Matt Ryan's capable of doing. I can definitely, you know, it's not far off there to see that.
2: I agree with that. I think he's going to have those weeks, and I see this with Matt Ryan a lot. Like, I think Pittman's going to get most of the work, but I could see Pierce averaging like seven, eight points a game, just being super consistent, Mm -hmm. like in his rookie season right off the bat, just being super consistent. He's going to catch four or five passes every game. 20, 30, you know, maybe 40 yards if he catches some big ones and, and maybe a touchdown here or there. So he's, I can see him just super consistent. He's
0: absolutely the kind of guy who's going to be perfect for the Colts. Yep. And that's why I'm a big fan of the whole Colts offense this mm. year. You know, maybe it's just yeah. four pieces, you know, out of the guys that I'd actually be willing to look at in drafts because I'd be willing to draft Moe Cox at the very end. <laughs> When's the last
1: time you've been able
0: to say that about a Colts offense? That Oh, God. Besides yeah. John, I mean, they've had one guy <laughs> yeah, who wanted to draft recently. Man.
1: I just, there's not a lot of teams out there that we can bundle multiple guys in there and truly, you know, it'd it be not even a question mark. I think the Colts, they don't have a lot of options at receiver, but the main guys
0: are going to be good. Absolutely. Now I'm going to go ahead and give you my third round pick, and then we're going to go to so Jake. Jake. Yep. My third round pick, it's probably going to be Isaiah Pacheco. I was going to talk about Romeo Dubes, so I love the guys who are training camp dogs. I love this. But when it comes to Pachenko, I mean, that's the third-round pick. You're not having to pay the Clyde Edwards-Alaire tax. We all, we all remember that. I mm. got burnt by that. Jesus, I traded yeah. like four picks to go up and get Clyde, and he was a bum. Mm. Not a bum. He's a nice he, guy. He has
2: a, a great personality. I bet as, he's fantastic. As Andrew Reid said in, in practice the other day.
0: God, that's awful. I mean, you get uh, I don't, I don't know if Andy Reid will ever forgive him for that first game, and he gave him five goal line snaps, and the man didn't score on any of them. I mean,
2: Reid said he loved Isaiah. He said he looked explosive. He does look
0: explosive. And like a lot of players in the NFL, it's next man up. Who's the best? This is, you know, everyone's always looking for the Kareem Hunt kind of guy. This mm. is, in my eyes, is like a Kansas City Chiefs Kareem Hunt kind of player.
1: He'll be a very special talent. I, I'll be interested to see what he does moving forward. You know, Physically, yeah. that's usually what, all you need to be a good running back.
0: And if you draft a Chiefs running back in the third round, and let's say week three this guy goes out there and catches two touchdowns, and we all know if by week three we'll kind of have a feeling how it's going this year, so high if you don't believe mm-hmm. in him. That's and if you love point. him and then you're in dynasty, keep a hold of him and his value is only gonna go up. If he if a player is on the Chiefs, they have an additional level of value. But That's in that true. same argument, you know, I will counter with something here. You know, we look at the
1: Chiefs offense, they've had some weapons, you know, at the running back position, you know, since Andy Reid, Patty Mahomes, they've been involved. We haven't really seen too high of a finisher for in fantasy when it comes to the running back. It was Kareem Hunt Kareem was number
0: four, and then he was number one in the, through eleven games by a wide margin. Before he all that stuff with the mm-hmm. hotel camera footage <laughs> and stuff, that was a mess. But since that moment, Clyde. It's it had been Clyde, Clyde and Damian Williams, which that seems JD like a blast McKiss- from the past. You can name Jerick like McKinnon. ten different guys: Jerick McKinnon and, and all these guys have been productive. It's just we, it's like the Patriots—you never know which guy. Yeah. And is that is that
2: somewhat scary for him? That like, we it don't know. But it, if if is to your point, if he's a late third round flyer mm-hmm. or m- maybe he goes undrafted, probably won't, then yeah, pick him up. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Oh his hype is too too much for him to yeah, go undrafted. I, th- I now think in early the Dynasty
2: draft. before the, the preseason and and these games and training camp, I he might fall. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's back into that third round for sure category. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe climbing to it too. I think somebody Maybe. could reach and take him in the two. Yep. Who's your third? I guy? think I'm
1: looking at the one who would take him in the two. Yeah, it's, it's I would take him at two nine though. if it's my <laughs> last pick. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so yeah, for my third, I'm, I'm going, I'm going Desmond Ritter. And right now, what's the eights at 36. So third ish. He, that's technically like pick him off of waivers. He, he might, he might go undrafted. And if, if that's the case, I'm definitely going to try to pick him up, but mm-hmm. I probably won't because my quarterback situation isn't great right now. Um, you know, the preseason games, he wasn't super accurate, and we don't know how the, if he could start, maybe. We don't Pretty know early. how the preseason games correlate, well,
0: especially for a guy from Cincinnati. He could right. just take some time.
2: Well, and what I like from that, he had he had 59 rushing yards and six carries, and, and we talked about it a little bit, but upside. that's huge for me. Yeah, rushing upside is massive. Marriott is just a backup plan. Yeah, he's Jasmine a got Desmond Ritter guy. is he's the a future.
0: Don't they play Hopefully. the Saints in week one? We'll Janus
1: find out real Marietta. quick. Awesome. We'll find out real quick how this is going to work out yeah. for them. I love that. Who's your third um, guy? You know, for me, and I, I definitely hold a big bias here. You know, I'm a big, big fan of Wondell Robinson. I got to see him in person, make some of the biggest plays in my lifetime. You
0: know, here at Kentucky, unreal. right
1: here in my home state, home team. So you love the guy. What I love about him is he's got that fight in him. He's going to go into New York. Their Their wide receiver room is very mixed. They have great talent, but they've also got some old talent. He's going to have the opportunity to step right in. And he, the thing is, for me to say a third round. That's hard to get him in the third round It's
2: yeah. hard. Uh, we're looking at the board, and he's he's – Skyrocket. A month ago, he was barely getting drafted oh, yeah. before training camp. Yeah. yeah,
0: because he's five foot eight. Because and now you he's saw starting.
2: Kenny Galladay jogging on the sideline, and you saw him just working his his tail off, which yep. is what he's going to do. We know that first down. So he's probably realistically not going to be a third round
1: anymore. Yeah. But up to this point, based on what I've done, based on the mocks that I've ran, he's still there. He's still around in the third more times than not. Because I don't think enough people have bought into him. He's well, not a household name yet.
2: The problem is with our group being from where we are. Somebody is going to take him in the second yeah, round. somebody's going to take like, him. someone's going to take him. But like to your point, people that aren't aware of him as much, he I could see him slipping.
1: I could. He'll, he'll slip more than he should because yep. in my, like I said, my biased opinion, he's every bit as good as a second round pick. But realistically, I think across the board, unless you're someone from around here, you're probably not going to reach on him because you're just not sure.
2: You didn't. didn't there's a lot
0: of really question marks about it. him. His size, the Giants. I mean, I think he's going to get off to a slow start. So he ran after a
2: slow forty, I mean, but and we've talked about this. We know how much more explosive he is than what that forty he's time quick. showed. He's shifty. He's very. Fa- he's not Tyreek fast, but he mm-hmm. is he can get out of situations. Things
0: things may be kind of muddied up here in New York at the beginning of the season. I think the only two guarantees would be Saquon mm. and Wandell, because yeah. Wandell is that tough rookie, and Saquon's going to get 300 touches, 350 maybe, just because they want to use him in his last year. You don't like Tony? I just think about Tony. I mean, he hardly played. He didn't even score a touchdown last year. He had like one massive game against the Cowboys. I know he's shifty as could be. Mm. I just want to see it. Is Daniel Dimes? Is he... Throwing the ball out there? I mean, the same thing that, who were we talking about earlier? Uh, Jared Goff. Mm. Their careers are on the line. These guys have to play well.
1: You're not wrong. Uh, Daniel Jones, if he wants to have a long-term starting job in this league, he's going to have to have an outstanding year. I just, unfortunately, I don't see him lasting. I say the talent around there. You know, Saquon, like you just said, he's going to absolutely get all the workload.
0: He's going to help Daniel Jones if he chooses to dump the ball off. That's true. If he gets him 10 targets a game, it's going to be helpful. And we got our Here comes Pablo. We got Back a cat again. appearance. He's wearing a hoodie. I mean, he looks like a supermodel. But, man, he wants to be involved. So whose third-round pick do we have left? Did we get them all done? We, we got all yeah, of them right, got them right there. All. Okay, so what's next? What are we doing next? Uh, I mean, for me, Ooh, I, I love talking about, you know. Who's your favorite sleeper wide receiver?
1: Out of that, a guy that, who, in all honesty, I think if it came down to it, if I had to pick between, you know, say a Romeo Dubs or a Jalen Tolbert, I think I'm going to go Jalen Tolbert here in my as my sleeper. I think his potential, just the fact that he's going to step right into Dallas, I think he is that second guy when Michael Gallup's not healthy. He'll be in there. He'll definitely get his opportunities. You mentioned it earlier, the way that – Dak Prescott doesn't pick a favorite receiver. Um, He's going to spread the ball. So from the get-go, Tolbert will have his opportunities. Now, Will his Mm -hmm. numbers be as inflated as you would hope? Probably not. But for a guy like that who they've raved about in camp, I see him being the potential – Leader of that team at some point, not this year, but down if, the road. If
0: CD wasn't around and Tolbert hit his full potential, something like that could happen. But at the Absolutely. same time, he's one of those players. If you watch him on tape, he looks like a a dog out there. He's <laughs> yeah, crazy when he's on him. the field. He's fast. He's big. He's just he's just long and thin, you know. And if he could fill out in that body, it seems like he's a really easy, smooth pick in the second or third round of rookie drafts. And what
1: I like about him as well, the fact that. Because he'll get that spread attack, yeah, he'll be able to take his time. Because his numbers won't get inflated, he'll be a
0: consistent piece for he's them. Been getting yeah. good reps in camp too. He's and getting first team reps sometimes.
1: When it's been for all the mocks that I've done, he's been around in the third round, just about every single one of them. So chances are he's going to be available for you around that, you know, three point five, three point six, and up. Mm-hmm. so if he's there,
0: I would highly advise going after him. Yeah, why not? I mean, take a shot on a guy who could be a, a, just like a couple other guys we mentioned.
2: They could have value right away. Mm, right absolutely. Away. I mean, he mm. he legit, because Gallup's not back, he legit could be James receiver too Like, he could immediately be wide receiver, too, mm-hmm. and a high-powered off. Is
0: he better than Noah Brown? Probably. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Gallup, yeah. who knows if, when Gallup will be back, and I'm not a big fan of guys first year off in ACL. Mm. Sorry. But on a different subject, really, Jake. Who's your sleeper wide receiver?
2: Yeah, so I'm going with David Bell. Um, honestly, I didn't really know a lot about him coming out of college, but I like what I've been seeing out of camp. Um, I know obviously it's cloudy with with who's going to be the quarterback there, but I mean Jacoby Brissett can move the ball a little bit. He'll he'll feed yep. the people. So and he, he's looking like a wide receiver too. I mean. His receiving gonna, core is pretty bad right now. He's definitely going to have
0: an opportunity. He just has like Donovan Peoples-Jones I mean, Peoples in jones his way. I might jones might play over him.
2: But, but either way, he's probably starting this year.
1: I was higher on him earlier, but I don't know I've seen some of the other wide receiver prospects step out. I think he hasn't really impressed to the point where I'm like, oh, he's the guy or I see that like high ceiling or anything. Like he, for me – he kind of just blends in with the other guys. Like he could be a breakout player, which you know would be why he'd be considered a sleeper. But I just don't see the appeal
2: up front. He's not going like that high. Like it's not like you're going to be reaching on him in this even the second round. So for a third rounder, that that's going to be most likely a starter immediately. I like that.
1: Yeah, I mean he'll get his opportunities, but really it matters when Deshaun comes back. You know how he's really going to look.
2: Exactly. Let's
0: let's talk about a guy whose opportunity may really not be all the way there when he's first starting. And that's Tyquan Thornton, mm. guy on the Patriots from Baylor. You know, he had high draft capital and he was the fastest guy in the draft. You know, the Patriots have some of the worst luck when it comes to drafting wide receivers. So it kind of sounds like I'm just a Patriots fan and I'm biased and I like and I like the new Pats guy. And of course, I'm hopeful. But, you know, at his value in dynasty drafts right now, everybody has the same mindset that he's going to suck. This is the kind of guy that, you know, Patriots haven't had before. They have Nelson Aguilar right now. I mean, I'm just talking about in the last Nikhil year, Harry. as long as we've had <laughs> Mac Jones. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. Nikhil Harry is is even going to make the Bears roster. <laughs> I it, mean, we have Devontae Parker. The but Patriots have
1: arguably one of the worst receiving core from a whole. So Crawl Thornton.
0: Did you know it's he, the most expensive receiving core?
1: And it's ridiculous. It's like they it can't is. pick a pair. You know, you, they last Mm-mm. year made the moves to get Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, and mm. you're wondering, like, okay, you know, that's fine. You just got to utilize them.
0: Johnny's a fullback now.
1: <laughs> yeah, so they. I just don't know what they're doing. I don't really think they know what they're doing when it comes to the spending. On I don't think they
0: prioritize a specific receiver. they also just uh, – Changed up the entire running scheme to try to be more like the Shanahan system. And apparently, from training camp reports, it is brutal. Does that mean that it's going to be brutal all season long? No. Bill Belichick is too good of a coach Mm. to let that happen. Here's my concern. Beginning of the year, Patriots are going to struggle because the offense has been bad in camp. Yep. One of those things that, you know, the Bengals were terrible in camp last year. Maybe Mm. it's an omen. Maybe it really is. It's one of those I'm, I'm going to be optimistic. And I'm going to be optimistic about Thornton and think that, you know, Patriots could get lucky now. This could be the year. Do you think he this goes could be the
2: undrafted in most? No, I think he'll leagues. get picked
0: up. I think he'll at least get picked up at the end of the third, mm. before anything. He, but he could definitely be back at the second
1: round guy. He's mm. a guy that, for me, you know, I've got a couple picks near the end of the draft. If he's there and I like him compared to the other, you know, yep. available, I could see myself taking him. I have done it in a couple mocks, so you know, it wouldn't be too far fetched for me. But I do. I see him unless someone does take that pick near the end
0: of the third. You know, depending on how many rounds you all do, you it know, gets pretty dry. It. It, it really does. It gets pretty dry in terms of like you're just taking shots on guys who are you like may, Greg may. Dulcich. I mean, that could be a good tight end, quality tight end. But do you want that or do you want some more upside?
2: <laughs> I mean, you got Thornton right now is one spot below Mechie, who we don't even know. We don't he's even gonna know the outlook of his career. Do we know yeah. if he's going to play in the NFL? Yeah, you can't it's say riddle. that. That's awful. It's uh,
0: but Taquan Thornton, if you can get him at the twenty eighth pick in a rookie draft, do it. Yeah, that's a good move. Now let's talk about somebody that we really have to go get. Somebody that you need on your team.
1: You know, from a true standpoint on who I'm trying to go after, I'm going to basically take the same approach that the Denver Broncos used to go get Russell Wilson, and that's for me. I'm trying to get Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What he's going to do this year for that Denver Broncos offense that I don't see a ton of competition at receiver for. You know, he's, I think, clear-cut better than Jerry Judy. And, you know, Tim Patrick being out. K.J. Hamler is going to have to take a step up. And they got a lot of question marks around the tight end position. I don't see anybody really going in there and outperforming in the target share from Cortland Sutton with the way that Russell Wilson will distribute the ball.
0: Yeah, Cortland Sutton's going to be a number one wide receiver this year. He has top 12 potential. He's one of those guys that if you get him now, he's going to be a lot cheaper than he will be next year if he's a pro bowler, if he goes for 1,311 touchdowns. He's just such a
1: scary guy to watch because I think he could very well pop off and have one of those years. Yeah, I
0: mean,
2: he Jerry could finish Judy's top seven. Jerry Judy's going above him right now Do. Are, are any of us excited about Jerry Judy? No, I'm off of the Jerry Judy camp. I'm, I'm not doing I'm it. I'm off on that. I'm, I'm taking Sutton over him all day long.
1: It was pretty clear, Cody. On a previous episode, we kind of dove into that, and neither of us cared for Jerry Judy. He was just in that offense. Yeah, he'll be all right. He'll, he'll serve a good purpose still. He'll still have an impact, but Cortland Sutton will more than likely assert that dominance and show why he's the number one receiver there.
2: I love Corlin Sutton. I I completely agree. And he's going to get, like you said, he's going to get yards this year.
0: They're both ranked 19th and 20th in Dynasty, above Mike Evans and Mike Williams. That's not –
2: It looks so close. That's kind of fell. It
1: looks so close on paper, you would think, right? But no. Mm -hmm. If you watch the game and you see, like, yeah, Jerry Judy still has potential.
0: He can improve. Really, I wouldn't even say on paper because Jerry Judy's only had two good games in his whole career that I would look at and say, yeah. This is a guy that I need to go get in Dynasty. I mean, it's it's kind of disappointing because he was, I mean, he's crazy they, good coming out of Alabama, yeah. first-round draft pick above those, Jefferson.
1: Those that have had Jerry Judy the last, you know, they drafted him into their Dynasty team, you know.
0: This is a guy who you expect to turn out to be Devontae Adams.
1: You expected him to be, I think, better, though, than what he's given you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean,
0: he's done nothing.
1: And. The value for return, I just haven't seen it there. Mm-hmm. I think there's just everyone that has Jerry Judy doesn't like moving on him for anything low. You can't just trade picks. You have to always include someone because he does have that potential. But the way Cortland Sutton, you, you can go at him and and feel confident when you trade mm-hmm. that You're you can what give up the value to, is yeah Absolutely. you can give up a little bit more for him than Jerry Judy because I feel like that return in production will. Will definitely overwhelm that
2: who's the guy you need jake yeah i mean i really like jk dobbins right now and, and i know some reports saying he's not 100 healthy he might not even start week one just another reason to like that because i think his value is it's not plummeted but i mean we haven't seen him really star yet and he's been hyped up a lot and that bad ACL injury. Yeah, I mean, it, it's nasty. So it might be the lowest time to ever get him. If he comes out here and performs like everyone thinks he will mm-hmm. and has a, a solid, healthy season, then right now is going to be the lowest you'll probably ever get him. He and led
0: the league in yards per carry. Yeah, and you're looking at the Baltimore
1: Ravens. They had the worst injury luck mm-hmm. when it came to the running back position. J.K. Doppins was the clear-cut RB1 yep. last year. Yep. And then the fact that no one came in there and really took advantage of a role that would have propelled them to that RB1 spot. So it it still left the door open for J.K. Dobbins to step right in and pick up where he left off. And, you know, I hope he does stay healthy because he was one of the most exciting players coming out of college. And I don't think he's got a chance yet to really show that in the NFL. Gus Edwards backing him up is going to be fine, but I don't think him and his health is really going to be there yet.
0: Not it's not worried. going to be a problem. I'm not too for JK. worried
2: about Gus the bus. Yeah, yeah. I'm not too worried about him because <laughs> they run the ball so much. Right. They
0: can both have an impact. One of them could be an RB one. The other one could be a flex. They right. just they're going to run it down your throat all game. But I do like the upside of J.K.
1: Dobbins. You know, assuming he comes back and continues to stay healthy, he could be one of the you know guys you could look for.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. this is the time to go get him right after the acl
2: stuff right. nick what about you
0: a guy that i really want to go get aj Dillon. now his price tag is already pretty high he's <laughs> already going in as like the running back 22 in drafts i mean he's one of those guys him and him and aaron jones happen to be on the same team they're just they're dying for opportunity i remember the days of free aaron jones you mm. guys remember that yeah when it was him behind like jamal williams <laughs> All these other guys, and I love Jamal Williams as a person, but Jesus, get Aaron Jones the ball. Right. And now we have A.J. Dillon, and I'm yelling the free, same thing. Free A.J. Dillon. Exactly. That's I just why. I don't know what it is. The Packers have such good luck with drafting these young running yeah. backs. And A.J. Dillon's 24. I look at mm. it, next year the Packers are going to save $10 million when they cut Aaron Jones. Am it's I being slightly right. optimistic? <laughs> I mean, Jones is going to be fine. He's going to find uh-huh. a team, but A.J. Dillon next year going to be a workhorse. He could do it this year.
2: He could be a bell cow if he goes anywhere else. That's not like a Patriots. Like we're talking about the discommittees or um, a Chiefs. If he goes anywhere else, he is a bell cow back three down starting. He would already probably be a averaging top 10 fifteen a points every game. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, realistically, for me, I think you compare most to what his potential could be with AJ Dillon to like a Nick Chubb mm-hmm. at his at his height. I I I've liked AJ Dillon since he's came into the league. They've kind of worked him in and definitely that power back. Like, we're just going to throw him down the middle. And then the sad thing is you think, all right, that's your guy. You're going for one or two yards. No. When this guy gets the ball, it's the yards per carry. For a, for a player like his type to go and come out here and be averaging over five yards per carry. Those quads. That's outrageous. And if he was to be given a higher workload on a consistent basis, there would be no question about him being up there as a top 15 back.
0: Yeah, and, and redraft and dynasty.
1: Across the board, 100%. And if, and if
0: something were to happen to Aaron Jones, oh, my gosh. Could he's, you imagine? Uh, you want to buy feast.
1: into Aaron Jones right now, or excuse me, to A.J. Dillon right yes, now. Yes,
0: and you should maybe look at buying Aaron Jones too whenever A.J. Dillon blows up. That's the game of mm-hmm. dynasty. It just kind of flows. Yeah, flip-flop. Mm-hmm. And you got to get guys at their value.
1: Great situation to be in if you're a fantasy owner of either of those guys. Speaking of getting
2: value before it's too late. Sandy? Mm. Who's a guy that it might be just a little too late to sell?
1: Well I don't think it's any more a might be. Like for me, Mike Gosecki was one <laughs> of the most intriguing tight end prospects the last couple seasons oh. there in Miami. He he had the body. He was a very prototypical tight end. He was a tight end playing a slot receiver role. And it was awesome and I loved every moment of it. I thought, man, you're talking about a guy that was getting ten plus targets a game. I'm thinking, man, this
2: this is a guy you want. We're not even talking about long ago. You're acting like this is like last this year last he was a top year. ten and the year before he was a top ten. And
1: like. For him to have gone from that type of guy to that you know, target share, you know, of course, you know, with Tyreek Hill being there and you know, with Waddle taking the step up. You knew it was going to cut into it a little bit. But now you're talking about he's over here out there blocking. And that's all he's doing. And and
2: you know what? He's not George Kittle. He's not that guy that can do both and excel. No, No one else is really George in that point. But... Gasecki's not that guy. It's just disappointing <laughs> because
1: I actually did see a high ceiling from him at that tight end position. Uh-huh. I feel like he could have been a very big playmaker.
0: He's super athletic. Uh-huh.
2: We've seen him have great stretches before. I mean, he's and been a tight end one before. This isn't us knocking Gaseki's ability. Is it? It's... It's the Dolphins hate him, right?
0: It's not what the coach wants. He wants a tight end like Kittle that yeah. he can have one game, like I've said before, 160 yards, 35 fantasy points, and then the very next week, one target. <laughs> okay. Doesn't that make you want to throw <laughs> up in your mouth a I little bit? It. It's insane. But it's it. it's going to be the same thing with Kasicki. except Kasicki is no George Kittle. Mm. There's never yep. going to be a game where you look at the team and you're like, okay, Tyreek, I'm sorry. We're going to go to Kasicki this game. It's not going to happen. Right. And, you know, you may hold on to them if you already got
1: them just for sheer luck if they do decide to, you know, mm. maybe not do what everything sounds like they're trying to do.
2: Well, you have to hold on
1: to him. We just said it's too exactly. late to sell him. What
2: are you yeah. going to get? These in the are tournament? guys you're, you're not going to get. Anything. I, you wouldn't even give a third rounder for him. No, for I would wait till you now. drop him.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is, for a guy like Iseki, I didn't give up anything in value. He, I think for me he was a waiver wire pickup, mm. so I don't really lose anything. But if I had wanted any value, I would have had to trade him after the Falcons is he your game. Backup or, was it the Falcons game in London? That was the game for Gaseki, But I can't recall
0: Mike Kosecki's biggest games.
1: There was one game. Uh, he had a, <laughs> no, he had a stretch of games. He's been it, really good. It was before. enough
0: for me to be a believer of him. You know who is another guy? I think it's too late to sell on. Who? You kind of stuck with him, Melvin Gordon. Same Uh, as Javante, he stuck with him too because the Broncos just had to bring him back. uh, They had to bring him back because you're going to need another running back in case something happens to Javante. And Melvin, he's talented, but they even said it. He said it. He just came out and said they want it to be Javante's team.
1: We also talk about this like Melvin Gordon's not past his prime. You know, he's been very fortunate with his injury history. Like he's never had anything that's really kept him out too many
2: games.
0: He's already 29. Yeah, he's
2: 29. For a running back that's he's, like 35. He's this is his second yeah. tenure. You know, when he
1: was <laughs> on the Chargers, we were talking about he was electric, you he know.
2: Was. I love Melvin Gordon.
1: And he went to Denver and he's had a, you know, a couple really solid years there and there's nothing to be ashamed of, but the days of him being that type of guy anymore, top six, top three, it's running no back. longer, and you're already being pushed out the door. You're basically just a backup.
2: He's you're probably
0: going to be a, a flex, a running back three, mm-hmm. just enough to make Javante a low end running back one <laughs> and not a high end running back one.
2: That's, that's your the, skin crawl.
0: That's the problem with my. I just I would never want Melvin Gordon in dynasty. Absolutely.
2: What about you, Jake? Yeah, it's Tyler Lockett. I mean. This man, I absolutely loved him. Drafted him last year. He's lo- he's losing his his one and only thing. And that's he's the already ball. 30. He's 30. He's he lost one of the best deep ball passers in the league. He has Drew Locke, who I don't think's ever completed a pass over 50 yards. Like, who's gonna get this man the ball? He's not that possession receiver that's gonna catch eight receptions every game he's not dk up to this
1: point they're still leaning towards geno smith too and we, yeah. we've we mm. seen a sample ah, size with you know that I mean.
0: we haven't seen drew Locke with this team as
2: someone who is dependent on that deep ball throughout his career I, like you can't sell it tyler
0: point. lockett and russell wilson were the best friends mm. dk can play with anybody yeah, that's, lockett that's probably not
2: like those two was such a an awesome pairing they're perfect for each other like mm-hmm. like you're saying but it's too late to sell him at this point I, I mean, he had
0: eleven 1, hundred and eight touchdowns last year, and you were disappointed in him. Yeah,
1: because we've seen Mister fifty three point performance, Tyler Lockett, and we <laughs> yeah. we know it's in him on a weekly basis. That's yeah. exactly
0: why. And if he he could probably have a couple of games, he'll probably do it in week one. I guarantee it, almost mm. in week one, he'll have two touchdowns, yeah. one hundred and twelve yards.
1: And but to be on you know the contrary of everything, if that is the case, and you're someone who's stuck with him. You're gonna feel pretty good. And I think yeah. if you sell see that performance, you sell him right, <laughs> him right away. If he, has, if he comes
2: out twenty <laughs> points week one, sell him. Absolutely, Please.
0: trade him away for a prospect who had a bad week one. That's mm-hmm. where Tyler. Remember when we were talking about, Tyler Algier, fifteen for thirty. Go ahead and go get him because yeah, he got he point. got the workload, and it's someone's gonna look at Lockett and say, "I can win now with this." And in dynasty, you want the guy who's gonna help you next win later. Exactly.
1: That's a great point. You want the guy that in dynasty that's gonna help you win next year.
0: All right, Sandy. I want you to I want you to run a couple qu- a couple of things for us here, this or that. Run a little di-
1: this or that, you know. And this could be, I think a lot of it's it's rookie related. Um, you know, for me, my first two I'm going to compare are similar roles to their team. I don't think they're there yet with the quarterback. So you're going to really have a good debate about who do you want in two years from now. Basically, is what I'm asking. Okay. Jahan Dotson or George Pickens. Pickens? Pickens. Easy. Off the rip. That's
2: that's easy. That
1: was crazy yeah. easy. And that's what's wild because we act like Pittsburgh's situation is magically yeah. better. It's
2: honestly not any it, better. It is better. It's
0: about the same. If, but one of those guys was a first-round pick, yeah. too, and that wasn't Pickens. That wasn't the guy we pick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it,
1: Pickens and just a clear cut for me too but i that's where i've been comparing yeah. you know Jahan Dotson mm-hmm. a lot of boards has been higher yeah they, well, were, he should. they he was were drafted out of he should be like so mm-hmm. that's what the scary thing about it is i know too many people because he's a because Jahan Dotson does have potential we know what Terry McLaurin could be but we know what he is and i think that'll be the same storyline for Dotson
0: Absolutely. it'll depend on whence hmm. my
1: other one this one I, I can i can already kind of Get the impression of where this one's going to go. And I don't think it's that big of a, you know, hesitation here, but it's going to be Damian Pierce or Tyler Algier. And I already know.
2: I mean, Nick might have a different answer. I'm going to go Pierce because I already mentioned that I like him, but um, I'll am i go
0: Pierce too. Pierce kind of reminds me of a guy who had like an Alvin Kamara esque role in college. I know Kamara had a whole roundabout way at Alabama to get to Tennessee, but I'm just talking about his actual usage at Tennessee. He was a backup running back. He was. Just he was used as much as like Jalen Hurd. Right. Does anybody remember Jalen yeah. Hurd? He played above Camara in college. That's crazy. True. And Damian Pierce, I mean, he was back up Florida. Right. They both were, have a slippery, tough running style. People don't want to tackle them. They were either day two or day three guys. They weren't highly touted. I like Damian Pierce a lot.
1: I got another one here. You know, this is kind of some of those guys in the middle rounds. We're not really too sure about We haven't really talked about them as much. But are you looking at a Zamir White in oh, Vegas uh, there, oh, yeah, absolutely. or with Shad White?
0: Mm, no, it was Zamir, absolutely. Because Amir. it all depends on the future of Brady in Tampa for me.
1: I, right. I don't think Brady being there as much is truly going to make the impact as much as I think Leonard Fournette being there.
0: That's the thing, because if mm. Brady's there, Lenny's going to be there. He's going to pay. He'll play for free.
1: <laughs> I just. If I was to answer this, I probably would go lean Rashad White just because I think there's a little bit more congestion mm. in Vegas right now, so it's going to take Zamir White a little bit longer to get to that
2: point.
0: I think the talent is pretty similar, but yeah. I also like Zamira just a little bit more anyway.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Josh Jacobs probably has a couple years before. I think he's going to move on eventually. I think he'll so. be
0: done at the end of this year, if yep. not you know, halfway through the year. Right. They already had him starting in a preseason game. I think they just don't like Josh Jacobs. Yeah. What about Wandale Robinson or Romeo Dubs? Ooh, that's that's a little bit better, Sandy. That was a good one. I'm probably gonna go with Romeo because if I have to pick, I'm gonna pick a guy who has that big frame mm. who can get you that bigger upside. I think he'll ha- if they both hit their peak, Romeo will be higher. Mm. If they both hit their floor, it won't even matter.
2: Yeah, that's- I'm I'm going Wandell just because I like the I'd like both situations actually. That that's one of the ones where you can say. They both have a chance to start and probably mm-hmm. will off the bat. So I like both. i um, just going to go Wandale because I love the dude. Yeah. I see how hard he's been working. That was a good one.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if I had to even look into that, I'm going to give the biased answer and say Wandale. I yeah. think either way yeah. you go with them, they're going to provide you that same potential outlook. I like personally Wandale's style of play. I think he'll get his opportunities and, you know, Green Bay – well, absolutely love Dobbs He up could there. He
0: could be a right. little Debo.
1: I believe so. Mm. I believe so for sure. The last one, I kind of want to switch it up. You know, we're, we're going to look more like core back mm. here. And I yes. didn't want to go with the first pick or, you know, anything like that. I know you've all talked a little bit more about, like, you know, Desmond Ritter. We've heard a little bit about that. For me, we haven't really talked too much about the Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis situation. Uh, who are you going with there?
0: I'm going to go Willis.
1: I'm
2: also going Willis.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just that? the rushing upside for a quarterback.
2: Yeah, that's exactly When I saw that play where he like broke around, spun around, and made like that's a ridiculous. twenty yard run, I love that. And I, I think th- Pickett can rush. He can. Oh, um, remember the fake slide? Yeah, like he can
0: do that. Um, after that, I'm kind of anti Kenny Pickett after the fake slide stuff. Yeah, that's how I've always kind of felt about him. I just kind of have a weird like Mason Rudolph, him, Mitch I, Trubisky, I all in the same good. room. That's just bad vibes. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's a horrible vibe. That's one of the worst quarterback Could,
0: rooms. I mean, imagine just being a fly on the wall in the Steelers quarterback room right now and Tomlin walks in. I mean, oh god. Tennessee
2: is oh. not much better. Like we're talking about Tannehill and I like Willis, but I, I do like Willis.
1: I'd like Willis in this because of that situation. I think Ryan Tannehill, we know as good as what he's going to get. Yep. They're gonna run. They're gonna run it with Malik Willis before it's all said and done. If the if the Titans do lose some games early on, and Tannehill's not getting it done, I don't see him having a secure enough job no, to warrant Malik that, Willis not playing this year. Not after that meltdown.
0: they paid not him. Secure. They've paid him some money too. So I mean, it's really it was quite a move for them to draft him. I know they had an opportunity, just like every other team, to do it earlier in the draft, and everybody skipped until the third. It's not one of the, it's not out of the question that he'll get some playing time early.
1: And with the Titans, I don't think their offense is as dependent on the quarterback itself as that we've Derek been Henry. accustomed to Derrick Henry. We, mm-hmm. you know, AJ Brown being there in the past, we thought, okay, he would feast, he would be, you know, premier and he didn't put up enough numbers to really warrant it, but that's not his fault. I don't think it was because they haven't had a guy who truly has been on that next level of quarterback and that's what I love about Malik Willis is he's going to be able to step in pretty early on. And I think establish himself.
0: Hopefully. Sure. Well, that was quite a dynasty video. You guys have fun?
2: Absolutely. Oh,
1: it was great a great video. old time.
0: All right. Well, we are going to start posting regularly on Mondays, Fridays, and Sundays. We're trying to get out as many videos as we can before the season. So whenever the season actually starts, we will have a set schedule. We might come out with some bonus episodes. So stick around. Please ask us any questions, and we have plenty of time to answer them. So long.
2: See you all.